This a success off another breath. This the first step in searching to be nothing less than be the best in what you do to prove their strength in being you. Learn so much in chasing dreams that I never would in school. And what's going on, guys? Kieran Headley here from the Pocket Coach Podcast. I'm sitting right here with Ra. <laughs> uh, Ra's a good friend of mine. Uh, we actually met in Bali, funnily enough, even though. Uh, well, when I knew of her, uh, we were actually living pretty close to each other, um, which is the funniest thing here in Auckland, of all places. And uh, honestly, this I know this a conversation, I call it a conversation over an interview, is going to be, um, <laughs> it's going to be based, yes, on a whim, and it's going to be highly valuable to many people listening in terms of if you want to hear about trauma, you want to hear about ups and downs, you want to hear about navigating difficulties in life and finding the beauty in those difficulties. Oi, we're in for a big one here. Yeah. <laughs> and Ra next to me right here is a writer, by the way, very soon to be author as well, and very soon to be number one bestseller, by the way. I'm calling it. <laughs> yes. And she's also a speaker, a coach, and a breathwork practitioner. And I'm so very excited to welcome you officially, finally, oh on the Pocket gosh. Coach podcast. Yeah. Ah, what a beautiful intro. And yeah, I'm really excited to be here. It is an honor. It is a privilege. I feel like it's the perfect time. How many times have we tried to sit down and have this conversation? But I feel like it's perfect. So I'm really excited to dive into you know, whatever unfolds, really. Me too, me too. And in fact, just about a year ago now, actually, uh, yeah, I tried to interview Ra um, and unfortunately we had audio difficulties. So the audio didn't um, sync very well with my computer, didn't have the nice equipment we've got now. Um, mostly nice. I was just talking to Ra about how terrible these stands are, but <laughs> we got there in the end. And uh, yeah, unfortunately it was a bit of a failure, but hey, just means it wasn't the right time and here we are. So I'd love, love, love to before we do anything, actually ask a really big question and we'll dive into a bit of your story. What's the big question? Yeah. I love that. A really, really big yeah, question. It's always, it's always good to start with something big like that. Trauma. Mm-hmm. What is it? And what is it to you? And what can we gain from trauma? What a big question. Mm. Yeah. I feel like you're the perfect person to ask that. That's just an intuitive thing. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. What is trauma? I'm not really going to speak into it from like the science point of view, but I feel like trauma is something that affects every single human being on this planet, whether or not you're aware of it or not. And, you know, I feel with that... It's like once you actually do have the awareness of it, then you can really start to shift and transform your life. Because for me, I had no idea that trauma affected me the way that it did in my life and everything that was occurring in my life. I don't know, for like so long, like over 10 years really. Like, I just thought that 
there was something wrong with me instead of realizing that there are a lot of things that happened to me when I was a child the way that my child self interpreted those things was that you know this is not safe and so I ended up going about my life pretty much living in fight or flight dorsal even for those of you that don't know what well dorsal state is it's pretty much like a severe shutdown and so yeah trauma is such a big thing to speak about and I think a lot of people don't realize that even like the smallest of things that can happen to you can create a traumatic response inside the body which then affects how you then lead your life Mm. and so when you have that awareness and you have that understanding, then you can actually empower yourself. And so for me, having had the awareness and the understanding that, okay, I've, I've, I've experienced this event as something traumatic and then having the tools and the awareness and the understanding as to how to move through it. That's when, I learned how to empower myself and then not make that trauma something that affected me for the rest of my life. And then that trauma be the story that I kept telling myself over and over and over again. And instead looking at it from a space of what have I learned here and how can I use this Mm. to turn this into something purposeful? Mm. And how can I use this to either help others, whatever it might be. And so. So talk on that for a second. What do you mean by helping others through your trauma? Because I feel like there's, there's some disconnect that I know I had for a long time with that concept of like, why should I have to go through this trauma to help people? Like this, this, um, yeah, there was a story that would go on in my head around, yeah, definitely strong victim mentality once upon a time. Um, but also as well, this concept of like, how is this going to serve others? Yeah, it was, it was it was a strong disconnect when I was starting to um, speak more with others that had gone through something difficult. Yeah. So what do you mean mm. by that? Well, like I think the biggest thing with that is like when you have learned how to transform your pain into something meaningful, mm. then you have the wisdom to help guide others. Mm. You know, you've been there, like you can listen to someone, you can empathize with someone, you can see what that person is going through and have compassion for their journey. And there are so many people who I feel who are like out there who don't feel seen, don't Mm. feel heard, especially in their trauma. And so the way that I look at it is actually it's been a gift because it's taught me unconditional love it's taught me compassion it's taught me forgiveness because Mm. I can see why and how people are behaving the way that they are Mm. and so instead of it making it mean that this person is a bad person which is what a lot of people tend to do right the person is bad versus actually the behavior perhaps isn't okay but where did the behavior come from? Yeah. What's the root cause of the behavior? And then actually seeing that that behavior is in fact linked to 
trauma. And so when you can see people in that way, it really just shifts and changes things. And I know for myself, like I feel like it's such a gift to offer people because I know for myself in my own journey, having navigated depression and high functioning anxiety, I never felt like anyone understood me. Like, especially when I went through the mental health system to begin with and I saw psychologists and counselors I was like, you don't get this. Like, yeah. why? I'm going to say, why the fuck? Yeah. Swearing. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> fine. It's fine. Yeah. Like, why the fuck would I talk to you about this? So what was the disconnect there with the psychologist? Because I also had that experience. Um, I know we've spoken on this before um, once. And I know for myself, I also didn't feel understood by psychologists, counselors, therapists. I went through about five different ones. There was one in particular that, um, gave me a couple of mindful tips, which was helpful. Um, but they were just tools that weren't actually help, helping me at the root of the problem. Um, it was just sort of surface level talk. And then the other that was slightly helpful was, um, yeah, like so they gave me some practical steps to shift the problem that was on the surface that I was identifying, but it wasn't going to help the deeper root cause, which was the depression and anxiety that I had. Um, like that, there was no target to talk about that. It was just how can I manage it and how can I live with it? Rather, how can we actually do something about it? Um, that was for me. Like, was it similar for you, or what was the? I think the biggest thing for me, and I want to preface that not all psychologists and counselors are like that. So just for anyone listening, Mm. I know. Um, for me, it was the not having the connection with the person. I see. Mm. Or, um, kind of. For me, actually, what I needed to know was that this person has been on the same journey as me. Yes. yes. And that they weren't sharing it from a place of theory only, that they were sharing it from an experiential space, having lived it and transcended it. Yes. Because, like, why else would I listen to you? Yeah. Yeah. And, yes, you can tell me this tool and... That's not what I needed. I needed to be able to connect to that person's story, that person's experience and see myself mm. in them because that's what provided me with hope. Yeah, It's like, okay, well, you're okay. Like I can see that you've been through the same thing as me and you've come out the other side and, and I needed that hope. Yeah versus this person sitting there telling me these things or listening and me just feeling really alone in the process because I didn't know anyone else who was feeling the way that I was feeling or had been through what it was that I was feeling and come out the other Mm. side. Mm. And so that was the biggest thing for me in my experience through that and having realized that now is like a really, you know, it's a beautiful thing to have realized now. And I feel like so many other people can probably relate to that. Yeah, massively. And that's why I did want to touch on it because I, I like I mentioned, there were definitely things that were helpful that they shared with me. But um, ultimately, 
they it wasn't really addressing the root cause of the issue that was there for me um i do know actually i've got friends that are psychologists um that are also therapists that do actually work more in that sort of deeper layer which is fantastic um so there definitely there's definitely many um people within those professions that although it's theory based they bring in their own experience with it which is really beautiful and that i think changes the game entirely um I think the reason why I really wanted to touch on this is because you're right. I, would, I bet that I can guarantee that there's going to be people listening to this that have worked with like a, a specific therapist or specialist or some, someone that's done a, something in theory um, but hasn't actually experienced it and means that disconnect there thinking that this is the way that sh- they should approach um, uh, because, you know, that's what the doctor told them. The doctor told them they should go see this person or their parents told them they should go see this person or their friend did or whatever it was. Um, or just society in general, right? Like this is the way you should take when you're struggling, um, when there's so much more out there. Yeah. Mm. And even on that, mm. I, I feel like I want to expand on that. Please. It's like, this is what you should be doing, mm. right? When also too, there is a part of us that intuitively knows what it is that we need yeah. as well. And so there was that, aspect of it for me it was like I was there and I was like nah this is not what I need like I knew yeah I knew but I didn't listen to that because well that's just what you do right when you're depressed you go to the psychologist Mm. and then I was like well why isn't this working Mm. because that's what you should do but my intuition was telling me no this is not the right thing for you don't want to hear and I didn't listen to that for so long so long and so you know the aspect that I kind of wanted to expand on is like yes they're experts but then there's also that part of you that knows what it is that you need and it's really important to listen to the wisdom that your body holds and really follow that and lead from that place as well Mm. and I'd love to actually for you to expand on that intuition Oi, hey, it's um, it's a big topic, and it's um, it's something that's definitely, it was a big resistance in my life, um, because even though it was there were things that I should do, I still bar the medication aspect because I didn't resonate with that at all, even though it was what I should do. Um, I was very disconnected from it. Um, I was, I still went the sort of logical path because you know they put logisticals behind it, and even though I felt. Like maybe I didn't feel connected with it. Um, like my mind was so connected with it uh, that I still went that path of trying to understand the brain, um, trying to understand like why physically these things were happening rather than actually coming into what it is that I actually felt that I needed. Because um, there's such a difference there. Um, I mean, <laughs> an emotion can't be measured. It's, it's like, I mean, it can sure it can maybe be measured by chemicals, but you can't measure the experience of the emotion at all. Um, so how can you apply logistics to something that can't be measured? It just doesn't make sense. And when I finally clicked with that, um, I finally yeah, started to actually grasp this concept of intuition and started to go deeper. But honestly, it's only really been the last like three years of my life where I've actually been open, even open to exploring that. So speak on what that is, intuition, and how it's changed your life. Yeah, I feel like there are a few things that you said in there which I could really resonate mm. with. and. I personally feel like as a society, as a collective, we are going to generalize. Most of us are really disconnected from 
our intuition and our body because I feel like society has placed value on logic and the brain. And so it's meant that we have ended up living and making our decisions from here only versus making decisions from a fully connected place, which Mm -hmm. involves logic, the heart, you know, the gut. All of this. All of this, yeah, like all parts of you, right? And so even for me, the root cause of my depression was me not listening to my intuition. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Totally resonate with that, yeah. Like my intuition was screaming at me, like, leave this relationship. (laughs) Like, when are you? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, it was literally like screaming at me. And I wasn't listening to it because logically, right, well, this is a great job and logically I need to commit to this relationship and follow through with this because that's what you do, you know, that's what you should do. But my body was saying to me, no, 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 no. And I wasn't listening to it. And so I wasn't being in in integrity with myself. Yes, that's that's a perfect word for that integrity yeah Yeah. and and i feel like with that people think that integrity is very much to do with like thinking up here not realizing that our body holds so much ancient wisdom Mm. if you look back at how our ancestors lived and how they made decisions it wasn't based on logic alone it was very instinctual. It was very much about listening from a place of all parts of us, right? All of our senses. You know, what is my body telling me right yes. now? And so once I started to listen to my intuition, my whole life changed yeah, mine for too. me. Mine too. Because I actually started to listen to the truth of what it was that was in an alignment really with yeah. who I was and what I really wanted, like what I wanted, not mm. what I thought I needed to do or be yes. to fit in with society totally. and what society believes is success. Oh, so good. So good. It's actually why I nearly started a party boat business in America um, is because that's what I thought I wanted, but it wasn't what I needed, um, like what I actually genuinely wanted. Like um, when I was living in Canada, I was trying to sort a visa um, to go back to San Diego um, and live with this rich guy that I was living with to start this party boat business. I um, <laughs> I had this little epiphany. I was on the phone to my friend, um, uh, like freezing and freezing my ass off, like w- waiting for my, another mate to come and um, let me into this gym of his. And um, yeah, anyway, I was um, on the phone to him, just weird scenario. And we we're just speaking. And he's like, I think he asked something along the lines of, um, uh, so when you're going back to the States, um, I'm like, I don't know if I want to anymore. And it just hit me. I'm like, actually, no, I don't want to spend the next few years of my life partying nearly every single day with like 20 people and building this party boat business. Um, you know, <laughs> um, like it's not my vibe anymore. Um, I, I don't resonate with that anymore. And the reason why I was trying to do it is because it would have been quick money. I would have been working with a multimillionaire. I would have um, um, like done something seemingly respectful for others because it would have been a very quick sort of profitable experience and situation. Um, I would have had the opportunity because the time I was lonely, 
to be surrounded by women um you know and i was this kiwi guy with this accent that i you know i would have had the opportunity for people to see me as interesting and there's just uh, there were so many things that i was doing it for the complete wrong reasons because it's from a place of deep loneliness and craving within myself based on the fact that i didn't respect myself um and that's so the want was painted from the fact that not um like it was a want created and born from a want for love from others rather than actually a want deeply from within for the love of others if that makes sense so that was such a um, shift for me to actually come to that and that's when of course i pursued what i'm doing now but um i i love that you spoke on that because um that is such a huge that changed my life it changed my life when i finally listened to my intuition man what a different life i'd be living i'd probably still be in san diego lonely as shit anxious is like crazy and still very deeply depressed and not really liking myself uh, it's man what a change mm. just because that one thing um yeah yeah and what you just said there like that that way of thinking was coming from a place of loneliness yeah you know i could really resonate with that through my own experience and my own journey of like wanting love mm. and that that being the way that I could only see, you know, well, I would say see, that was the way that I would receive love. Yeah. Versus actually, okay, what if I listened to myself? What if I really honored what this voice was telling me inside, yeah. of, you know? What if, what if that <laughs> I was being led by my fear? Yeah. Like I was making decisions from my fear, fear mm. of being alone, fear of being rejected. Yes. Those yes. places, that's how I was making my decisions versus from the place of listening to my intuition and trusting that even though this might not make logical sense, I need to listen to this and mm. I need to trust that this is telling me this for a reason and I might not know what that is and also what's possible. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, do you mind sharing maybe an example of a situation where you've been following your mind and then you realize actually, no, internally, this isn't what really serving me. Change your path and that change your whole direction. Mm, mm-hmm, mm. I would say probably the biggest thing would have been when I chose to leave my career wow. and pursue being a coach, wow, really. Yeah. It's a big leap, that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 you get it, right? I was working for this business and this company for nearly five years. And my intuition just the whole time, like I kept being met with roadblocks mm. within my role, like when it came to the things that I thought that I wanted within the business, I was consistently met with roadblocks. And I kept blaming myself, being like, what's wrong with me? Instead of listening to that part of me that knew that, well, you only actually really align with one aspect of this and the rest of it you hate, Mm. like you actually hate Mm. and getting really real with myself around that and being like, You've wanted to be a coach for how long now? Like at least four years. Yes. What's stopping you? Why are you not doing that? 
And then once I handed in my resignation, the relief that washed over my body was just so indescribable. Yeah. Because even though I had no idea what was going to happen, at least I knew that I was honoring myself really Mm. and what it was that I knew that I needed to be doing yet I had felt too scared to do it what what can people start doing to actually be now more in tune with their intuition because if you're speaking to the Ra that was not in touch with her intuition um and you know she was listening to her head what would you say to her to help her understand that there's so much something so much deeper that is wanting and yearning for this um life of being a coach serving others in that way and not being with this business? Love this question. So good. I feel like it is starting to listen. And when I say starting to listen, when you hear that voice or when you have that knowing or however it presents itself to you is taking action on it. And it's going to feel scary because at the moment, you don't have any evidence yes. that it's safe to do so. Yes. And so the more that you take action on it and the more that you listen to it, then the more that you start to trust it. Mm. But until you start to listen, then you don't know. No, well, you're never going to know. You're never going to know. And one of the biggest things for me, which helped me was asking myself, well, what if I could actually live the life of my dreams? And what if anything was possible? And really focusing on that Mm. instead of the, you know, where my logical mind was going what if I fail? What Mm. if I can't do this? What Mm. if it was like, actually, no, focus on your dreams. Like you've always wanted this. You've always wanted to help others through coaching. You've always wanted to write. There is a reason why you've dreamed this dream for however many years. You need to listen to that dream and trust and That was the thing that I focused on every time I made a decision listening to my intuition. It's like, okay, well, I don't know how this is going to go. And it could lead me to this place. So having that as a focus really helped me. And it was just taking that leap every single moment that my intuition said to me no or this is what you need to do and I also want to say that it's a practice yes it is a practice and so there will be moments whereby you don't listen (laughs) and then with that it's like okay cool what was the result then (sighs) okay did that go well or am I still feeling like I'm stuck or confused, or whatever it is, and then noticing, okay, well, what happens when I listen to my intuition? Mm. How does that feel? How am I feeling? 
what am I seeing come into my life as a result of yes. and having that awareness and bringing that awareness into it as well. Yes, it's beautiful. And um, I, I, for sure, I, I'd love to tie that even back to uh, your conversation around trauma. Uh, when you actually went in depth in trauma, you spoke on the fact that trauma quite literally enables wisdom. Um, and the depth of that trauma, depending on whether one is willing to look at it or look away from it, um, is going to dictate how deep of what depth the depth of wisdom that's cultivated from it. Um, and what you've been doing is you've obviously started um, after some time you've eventually started to look at the trauma and um, actually face the trauma. And in doing so, that depth of wisdom has come. Uh, now, I'd like to actually ask about that where that trauma came from for you. What is it that uh, caused the biggest trauma in your life? you i feel like there's like a couple of things yeah yeah? um so the first part which really kind of presented all of it to me in a very real way was when my mum passed away when i was 19 years old and i just did not acknowledge any of it so i fully Pressed all my feelings, pushed it all to the side, kept going about life. I went back to work like the next week into a busy role, just kept myself busy, distracted myself. It's logical, right? Like, yeah. keep yourself busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, literally did everything I could do to yeah. distract myself mm. from what it was that I was feeling or not feeling. Mm. And it wasn't until about two years later when my life started to kind of fall apart that all my trauma came to the surface and I was like whoa what's going on so that was I would say like the big catalyst of it first presenting itself to me and then childhood stuff really you know I think most people have childhood trauma and I also feel like a lot of parents are just doing the best that they can do and when I grew up it was like my parents put me in my room when I was emotional and you know when I was crying I was locked away instead of being held, being seen and being supported. And so the impact of that meant like in my relationships, well, I'd just withdraw and I'd isolate Mm. myself and I'd not tell anyone how I was feeling. And so for such a long period of my life, when I did experience suicidal thoughts or really, really, when I was deep in the hole, I wouldn't tell anyone because that's what I'd learnt what to do as a kid it's Mm. like no these emotions are not okay and so I learned okay well you need to be in your room Mm. in order to be loved and to be accepted you can't express these emotions because if you express them then you're going to get shut away and so for me that hugely impacted how I didn't express myself I didn't express my emotions I didn't feel safe to I would say like be myself 
even though my parents loved me immensely, yeah, you know? Totally. And they were, they were great, but yeah. that's the story that my little girl told herself and the impact of that throughout my life has been like been a lot to be honest yeah, totally. especially when it comes to navigating this world and relationships and noticing those patterns come up where i'm like i just want to go and lock myself in the room and yeah. not see anyone and speak to anyone and speak on that within the romantic relationship aspect because man you've had a lot that's happened within that space and i feel like you're again one of the best people to ask about this compared to you know a lot of people that i've had the opportunity to have on this podcast um you've been through a lot in that space and um i would love to ask firstly um what depth of trauma was like within that space and what enabled you to start to come out of it i feel like so one of the things with that was that i sought love in others through for a long long period of my life where did that come from it was from low self-worth yeah and not being connected to myself and believing that my value was in how I looked and that I wasn't lovable for who I was really so who I was as a as a person you know my emotions my intelligence all of those things it was it was it came from that space and so it was a very self-destructive way of behaving Mm. but that's all I knew at the time and I went through this period for so so long And then I would, like, go all in, you know, give my heart over to all of these people and then end up getting hurt and essentially just continuing this cycle and this pattern of rejection. Yes. You know, this pattern, oh, yeah, look, here's the evidence. (laughs) The evidence is that you will always be rejected. And so I was literally continuing this cycle, essentially from my childhood, right? No one loves you for your for who you are. Yeah, and that's why I asked the question because, I mean, what you shared there about not speaking your emotions, locking yourself away, um, being told um, or being shown rather, I should say, that um, if you are, um, if you do share your emotions in any shape or form, that it should be punished. And uh, you clearly um, took that subconsciously unconsciously into your relationships and, and as well on top of all this craving for um self-worth through sex through physical appearances through physical um affirmation like even even in my last long-term relationship i literally just did everything to try and make this person happy and did not listen to what it was that i needed and it and it is so that was my response right that was my trauma response and so teaching myself how to speak up and say what I need and um really just communicate how I feel has been such a journey and such a process and really triggering 
especially because I would say the depth of the stories, really, (laughs) the depth of the stories. And at the same time, I really feel like relationships are one of the most beautiful things and they can really help us to grow and they can really help us to heal and become better versions of ourselves if we can hold love and compassion for ourselves through the process because I have learned so much about myself through my relationships and I'm so grateful for them even though I would say a lot of them haven't been perfect even though a lot of them have been messy and I have so much love for a lot of my previous partners, you know, previous lovers, because they've all taught me something about myself, even though they might not be aware that they have. Every single one of them has taught me something about myself. And so for that, I am like so truly grateful. And even having that mindset has really supported me because instead of looking at it as like, okay, like I need to be with this person for however long and I need to control and I need to make sure that I don't get rejected, which was, you know, again, a trauma response. It's like, okay, well, how can I just be open to what is here and see what evolves and see what happens and be loving and caring and not make that mean anything about me. Seems beautiful. And uh, when it came to, uh, when it comes to you looking back at the Ra that was maybe in the midst of all that, what would you tell that Ra? Honestly, I feel like I say this all the time that, that it's just going to be okay. Yeah. Would she have received that? I think she would have struggled to have seen it, to be honest. Yeah. Massively struggled to have seen it. What would you have said then? That's a hard question, Mm. Pam. It's all about hard questions. Actually, I feel like the answer to that is that God's love is the most overwhelming love that you will ever experience in your life. Because I feel like with that, you know, and I'm saying the word God and less than a year ago, I would never have said the word God. <laughs> the word God triggered me. Yeah, yeah. Um, the experience that I have in my connection to God is the most loving, mm-hmm. all-consuming love I've ever felt in my life. And mm. so... It's being like, cool, you don't need to look out, look for love in all these people. Wow. It's like, I'm here, I'm here with you every single day, every single moment, everywhere you walk, if you just listened. So beautiful. And um, I'd love for you to actually touch on that briefly because um, I know for myself, um, I was very deeply Christian in faith and belief for a long time. And then things started to shift to a place of actually I'm no longer going to take on the stories of what people are telling me. I'm going to come to my own experience. And that like it took a few triggering experiences for me to come to that. But in a nutshell, I did eventually come to a place where I simply decided to become more of a seed. 
um, and rather than knowing that something is out there, coming to a place of what if something is out there, rather than knowing something is out there. If that makes sense, and um, allowing myself to explore that experience of um, yeah, rather than yeah, taking on any anyone else's belief, coming to a place of no belief instead, coming to a place of exploration, and then that way I've come um, to a place of um, yeah, exploring that beauty that's really out there and. In a way, and I love what um, uh, the guru uh, Muji talks about. He talks about the God essence rather than God himself, and talks about the God essence is like is really just creation itself, source itself, and it's all within everyone, every one of us. And that connection is available to everyone, um, and that's something that uh, did, I was able to connect with because I was like, wow, I can actually experience that when I close my eyes and be with myself. There is this beautiful essence within myself that is always with me, and. Um, actually connecting more with that rather than it being something that I was just taken on as a belief and because I struggled with belief it was like um, I would go to church a lot and like this beautiful by the way I've had some of the most amazing experiences at church um, I'm not going to lie like it saved me a few times actually um, quite literally it saved probably maybe even saved my life if I'm, if I'm not lying um, like in certain circumstances um, but it was also as well this thing where I just completely relied on um, that time that I went to, went to church on Sunday and I relied on um, praying to God and I just felt like I was in a place where it was just purely a belief in my head rather than something that I was truly experientially connected with, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Does that make All of it. Yeah, because I feel like there's um, a lot of people that might be either wavering in their faith or people that are very resistant to faith or people that are very strong in their faith but confused and it's... Um, and I feel like it is a topic that isn't talked about enough. Uh, it is also as well, um, I do want to um, say as well, I've been on both ends where I've been on strong belief and strong disbelief, um, where it's been like, I've, I believe no matter what. And then I came to a place where um, there's, like, you can't be. Like, you know, um, and both are just as um, problematic as the other because it's quite literally just a belief. Disbelief and belief are beliefs. Um, and that's just resistance to what the possibility is because now there's no possibility i've created an assumption um so speak on that please yeah yeah i really love that thank you for sharing because i actually wasn't aware of where your faith kind of first began and mm. the journey that you've been on and so it was a really incredible to hear that oh, awesome. mm. and there was a lot that you said that i really resonated with and for me when you said truth seeker mm. I think I've always sought something yeah I've always believed in more there's yeah. always been a part of me like there has to be more to life like what is that yeah and so I've been searching 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 trying on different belief systems how does this feel how does this feel it's like how trying on jackets <laughs> yeah well that's it right yeah, yeah. and i think the biggest thing for me was okay cool i'm, I'm trying on this belief mm -hmm. and then i was in that and then i was like oh yeah this is it yeah and then i was like no it's not <laughs> yeah and then i'd shift into something else and i'd be like this is it and i was like no it's not <laughs> yeah. and so for me it's always been this thing around what is the truth mm. and a really deep sense of curiosity mm. really and this belief that 
there just has to be more. Mm. It has to be. And I did go through a period of disbelief. And I would say that that period for me personally was me giving up. Mm. Yes. And when I've had my own felt experience of God and it's definitely not been through religion. Mm. I haven't really been to church much ever in my life. And so my experience with God is very much my own experience. Yeah, it was beautiful. And I'm like, okay, I get it now. Mm. Like, I get it. And in any time I start to get into this place of overwhelm or confusion or chaos, like where have I not connected with that? You know, you use the word God essence. Mm. Where have I not connected with that? Where have I not created the space to listen, to be, to slow down, to tap into this source energy, mm. however you want to describe it? Because when I am connected, I feel infinite. Mm. When I'm connected, I feel like anything is possible. I feel yes. so much love. Yeah. And when I'm not creating the space for that, I feel the opposite. Yes, and you speak about connection, and uh, connection is something that I know a lot of people create a, 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 something in their minds or a story in their minds that connection must mean connection between one person and another. But of course, what you're referring to is actually self-connection. You didn't even use the word self-connection, which is so beautiful. You just said connection because for you, it must be something that's just so... Um, natural now to actually come to the concept that connection is self-connection um, which is so beautiful because um, like I mean I know most people listening um, or many people listening I, I won't say most because I, I can't actually speak for them but I'm sure many people listening if they're anything like what I used to be like connection instantly would have been the thought of okay that's connection with me and other but you spoke about self now that self-connection for me was quite literally the cure for loneliness um, like when I was disconnected from myself, I mean, I'd feel so um, alone uh, whether I was with someone else or with myself. I'd feel so lonely, rather, I should say, whether I was alone or with someone else because I was so disconnected from myself. How could I be connected with another? And um, uh, that self-connection enabled not just connection with others more so, but also so much more, um, so much more of a sense of completion when I was actually on my own. And now I actually almost enjoy being on my own even more sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's but, so beautiful. But the um the you so you, that connection itself, can you speak on that and what you do to actually help enable more of that connection with self? I feel it's so vital and so important for people to understand this. Mm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Mm. I really resonated with pretty much everything that oh, you right. just said. I was like, Yeah, you're mirroring back to oh, me right. my own journey. Yeah. Um and I would say the biggest things that have supported me to connect with myself has mm. been to slow down. Mm. <laughs> the hardest thing in society at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is to slow mm. down and create space and yeah. to feel yeah. And that's different from slowing down watching Netflix, right? Correct. <laughs> oh, completely, completely. Yeah. You know, it's it's a yeah. cool. Okay, I'm going to create some 
space to sit with myself and mm. feel the emotions that are arising yes. and listening to what's here. And again, it comes back to intuition as well. It's like, cool, where am I listening to what my mind's telling me, what my body is telling me, and how am I living and leading from that place? Mm. And it's been very much a practice because for me, I notice where I, I just like automatically default into this rushing version of Rawunia who yeah. like wants to go fast. Yeah. And then I feel really disconnected from myself. Yes. And then I'm like, you need to slow down. Yes. You actually need to take your time. You need to create the space to connect with yourself, be that through mindfully breathing and scanning your body and noticing, you know, like, cool, how is my body feeling? Is it feeling tight? Do I feel feelings of anxiousness in my body? Like, how does that feel? And connecting in that way. Mm. And so it's very much been a practice of slowing down, which has been one of the most challenging things in my life and also the most rewarding thing because when I've been connected to myself, then it's like I see the world with so much beauty oh. and like the most simplest things yeah. where the past version of me would have just rushed past that and yeah. been so focused on the outcome or the goal or the next thing versus realizing that there's just so much beauty here in the present moment and how beautiful is this cup of coffee or wasn't so beautiful for you today was it <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yep. I had three cups of coffee <laughs> <laughs> yeah very unusual for me um yeah. or you know just even like if you just look out look out mm. the window like how beautiful that scenery is and the clouds and the trees and creation and yeah, sorry guys on youtube we're looking literally the other way than you guys so you guys get to see this peace symbol behind us which is nice but <laughs> yeah, you know and and it's been presence and it's so i want to say funny but perhaps not the not the best word to use mm. like a lot of spiritual teachers speak about the gift of presence mm. And it's like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's something that isn't intellectually come to, is it, right? It's no. like, I, okay, I'm present. But I was so disconnected from presence. I was like, I was trying to focus on presence, but I wasn't present. Like, it's such a difference. Mm -hmm. um, so speak on that for you, what that's been like, because, of course, there would have been a shift there for you too. Yeah, I love how you were like, intellectually, I'm present. <laughs> just gonna think my yeah, way yeah. to being yeah. present there's a tree i'm present <laughs> <laughs> that is not presence karen <laughs> yeah 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 95 percent of your mind is that way <laughs> yeah. and your emotions are that way <laughs> yeah yeah presence for me in my experience as being in my body yeah 
it's being in my body. So it's, I have a have a past client who often messages me and is like, I always have you in my mind telling me to come out of my head and into my body. Mm. And when I notice that I feel disconnected from myself, that's what I tell myself. When I'm up here and my mind is running around in circles and I'm in my monkey mind, I'm like, okay, well, come into your heart. Breathe into your belly. Notice the sensations mm. on your skin. How can you be in your body? How can you be grounded? How can you be here? And it wasn't until I connected with my body, like really connected with my body, whereby I felt presence because oh. I spent so much of my life trying to escape my body. Yeah. Um, and thank you for speaking as well it's actually a really beautiful way to put it um is actually yeah actually being in this space within this whole experience rather than trying to run away from it it's something i too spent a long time doing and I, because I, I do want to wrap this up um I, at the same time i also want to acknowledge that uh you've got a freaking book coming out on the 27th of july <laughs> that is yes, awesome yes, um I so do. speak on that um really briefly what it's about and what inspired it it is a book which is full of poems mm. and prose which I have curated over two years of my own self-healing and transformation journey. And so through my own journey, I wrote for myself and I wrote the words that I needed to hear. Mm to remind myself that everything's going to be okay mm. and that you're not alone mm. and that ties into the name of the book. The book is called You Are Not Alone and so the pieces in it are very much pieces that provided me with hope and faith to keep going when I so wanted to give up when things were really hard, when things were really dark. And my vision for it is that whoever picks up this book can, can resonate with one, two, however many pieces within this book somewhere along their own journey and mm. for it to be a reminder that it's all going to be okay. You are not alone. Yes. You are not alone. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, sharing your story, sharing your wisdom, sharing the lessons that you've learned in your life, at least some of them, and for uh, giving people an opportunity to get to know a bit about you and about how uh, they can actually learn from the depths of pain and suffering that you've been through because, man, uh, that really is, as you say, um, an opportunity for wisdom that can be bestowed um, uh, with others, I suppose is a good way to put it. And uh, yeah, it's just been such a blessing to be here with you. Uh, it really has been. And this has been a long and long awaited conversation. I've been so anticipating for a long time. Um, so I'm very glad that we got to have this. Thank you so much. Um, for you guys out there, if you find that 
um, you are in a place where you don't feel heard, you don't feel seen, you uh, are maybe in a place of darkness and hopelessness and you're looking for something to feel connected by or resonated with, I highly recommend picking up Ra's book. I 100% am getting Ra. By the way, I already like this is happening, by the way. I'm get, actually getting a book as soon as it comes out. Um, I, I'm getting it. So um, you guys don't have an excuse, okay? I'm, Mr. Kids are over here. I got the com- I got the conversation and I'm still getting the book. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 100% uh, recommend that, guys. And where else can they find you, Ra? Instagram is the place that I am mostly online and really present. So you can find me. It's at Rawinia underscore underscore underscore. Rawinia is spelled R-A-W-I-N-I-A. Yeah, don't worry, guys. Uh, you, you almost sounded like, like you're like, R-A? Is that right? It's <laughs> <laughs> my name. Um, it's going to be in the description below, guys. So you can access the links there as well to access Ra and also as well um i'm going to link the um uh when it does come out i'm going to link the link for your book as well yeah um of course and uh just to wrap up guys uh remember i don't run ads on this podcast um we don't run uh, paid ads to promote this podcast either this is purely word of mouth so if you felt that you gained anything from this you felt you laughed you cried uh you giggled you burped right? um, or you just learned anything in general um, or you resonated with anything please do us a favor and um, go ahead and share it it, it really helps us to uh, reach those that really do need to hear these sort of conversations and um, to gain these sort of insights and information from people like Ra um, and so it really um, yeah, mean mean the world um, it already does that you guys listen to this so thank you and um, yeah, please do us a big old favor and uh, um, a subscribe and a review that always helps us to reach further as well. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Ra. It's thank been a you. Blessing. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank so you. Guys, well, I love you guys. Wish you the best. And I'll see you next time. Why do this for you?